You are listening to Easily Influenced, a weekly show where we unpack the latest in influencer news and digital culture. This show is brought to you by Cork, the UK's leading influencer intelligence and digital trend forecasting agency. I'm Jennifer Adatoro, Cork's culture editor and YouTube enthusiast. I'm Lucinda Diamond, Cork's food and travel editor and unofficial drag queen expert. And I'm Chloe, Cork's fashion and beauty editor, obsessed with the deepest, darkest corners of fandom. So to start things off, we're just going to talk about things that we enjoyed this week or what we've watched, what we've listened to. So Lucinda, what have you what have you enjoyed this week? So this week I've been loving the Let's Get Haunted podcast, which started out as research for that paranormal feature I was writing. But then I ended up like binging loads of the episodes. And it's basically just these two hosts, Ali and Nat, and they basically just talk about different famous hauntings each episode. But there's like a lot of spooky music and very ominous overtones that I just really connect with as a Scorpio and lover of like you know those haunted house rides at fun fairs it's very that but I love that show so much it's so good right it's so good but I always used to call it let's get spooky by mistake so I'd recommend it to people and be like you have to listen to let's get spooky and they'd be like that doesn't exist (laughs) I can't listen to content like that and it's too scary for me honestly in my opinion it's not scary enough I think they could uh up the up the (laughs) scare It's the Scorpio in you. It is. So Chloe, what have you been watching? So as you know, I'm like deeply obsessed with everything related to Disney parks. And there's this podcast that I found that describes itself as goth Disney. And it's called Crying on Main Street. And I love it. It's everything I want. It's people just like crying over Disney park history from like the 60s and 70s. And this is what I really care about. So are you crying over it? I I have cried over it. I have cried over it. That actually sounds really interesting. I can't lie. It's so interesting. I love the Disney park history. Like Disney park historian is my dream job. I will ditch this podcast to be a Disney park historian. <laughs> We've literally just started, please. Like, <laughs> just started a new podcast. Already like searching for a new I one. Quit. And, and Chloe's just ready. Like someone's just like, here you go. You can be a Disney park historian. All right, I'm off guys. My dream, my actual dream. Anyway, what about you, Jen? Um, you guys are going to be really shocked slash disappointed <laughs> in what I've been consuming. And I'm low-key embarrassed to share this, but I've been watching a lot of Sidemen videos. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, Jen. Okay. Why? <laughs> That's the main question. Partly out of, like, curiosity. And then, because I watch a lot of, like, Beta Squad and, like, Nico and Milana and Chunks, like, they always get recommended on my, like, YouTube feed. So I was like, okay. Let's see, you know, just a bit of research. Um, and then I just kind of like, I don't know, their content is actually really good. Like, it's really interesting. But obviously, like, stuff like their Tinder dating is quite immature. I understand why their audience love it so much, because it's genuinely just for, like, little teens that find really stupid things funny. But, like, they do a lot of, like, really interesting challenges that I like, like, $100 um holiday versus 100,000 holiday like I like that that was really cool oh that sounds quite good actually yeah it's just done in such a really good way and like the editing and like yeah one of their videos was two hours and I watched the full two hours that's That's the sign of like someone who knows how to how to make video content yeah if you're willing to watch two hours worth of it exactly like I didn't even realize I was watching two hours it was just because like 
I just really wanted to find out like who got the hundred thousand holiday and like when they got there it was like amazing like and I love a good house tour so oh, yeah. I don't necessarily like them as people but they are very good at making videos yeah they are. the only thing I can say about them and they have a cute friendship like I wasn't expecting it to be cute but it's cute so awesome sucked in a little bit but don't worry I'll, I'll be pulled back out soon <laughs> oh here's hoping here's hoping so moving on to news Amber Rose Girls a former Love Island winner announced that she will be preluding any posts now about diets and body image with a content warning following the recent tragic passing of fellow reality star Nikki Graham. I personally think this is quite like a sweet nod to Nikki because obviously she struggled with anorexia. And although we don't know how much of a role, if any role, that social media played in that, but we do know that diet culture online is hugely controversial and there's been loads of cases of like huge influencers facing backlash over their promotion of like that weird tummy tea and those lollipops that suppress your appetite and just like really problematic products like that I think it's really refreshing to see someone in that industry where those products would normally be promoted to be like actually I'm gonna have like a warning here because it can be really triggering for people with eating disorders and for anyone that that matter to think that that's like okay what do you guys think my only thing is I'm glad she's doing it because I remember she kind of received a sort of backlash when she posted her fitness guide was it and I think it in that instance that would have been like a really good example to sort of provide content warning and kind of give a bit more um disclosure as to how she lost the weight so fast definitely I think there needs to be more though in general about that kind of content on Instagram because so much of it is triggering without even meaning to be and I don't think anyone who posts it well some people probably do but a lot of people don't mean for it to be triggering in any way but just like the mere mention of those topics can be quite a big issue and Mm. I know on TikTok you'll get warnings coming up about certain topics being like if you want to talk to anyone about this there'll be those little things on the bottom but I don't think Instagram really other than when you talk about coronavirus and it's instantly like whoa yeah, whoa whoa, whoa that's stop more stop of like a legal thing though isn't yeah it? that's the government's hand in doing yeah. that the government it's apparently a bit like though. doesn't really give a crap about anything else mm. because yeah. sometimes it's like it'll... you can joke about it and yeah. they'll just instantly be like stop exactly that it's a bit excessive like someone will just post like a comment that's not even spreading any sort of information and then you just see like COVID-19 gov warning da, 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 and it's like just kind of sucks the fun out of it really but I mean it's yeah. good but it is not good everything yeah, yeah. needs to be all like doom and gloom and death yeah. sometimes we just want to make fun of the pandemic that's you know exactly for you. yeah just some light-hearted banter and that's okay but do you think that things like that should have a warning that everything should have a warning because I know that you know mm. that you know all those like true crime series that you get um mm. on TikTok and stuff like that even things like kill or like blood everything like that is like censored yeah I had like dancing things come up before. I had like a video the other day of someone ice skating and it was like, do not try this at home <laughs> as if I was going to go out there right now and be like time to practice. But I don't think everything should, but I just think that especially for the people with massive platforms like Amber Rose Gill, like when her diet plan came out, I wasn't a massive fan of it because she is not a qualified nutritionist, fitness instructor anyway. 
but then it was things like blast away your fat in 30 days yeah and she doesn't really have the qualifications to talk about that so I feel like there has to be some kind of thing in place to let people know that that is just her personal experience that's not like the be all end all of a diet yeah Yeah, exactly totally agree there definitely needs to be more like transparency as well because often people are talking about their personal experiences and like you said that's not really always applicable to a wider audience and if they have millions of followers they need to have more responsibility for what they're saying definitely so moving on to another controversial news piece well I don't know if it is controversial because a lot of people seem to be supporting him but um YouTubers Nico Omolana and Max Bosch are running for mayor of London in the 2021 election and while Fosh is running simply just to get you know more votes than Lawrence Fox Nico is doing it just for views and content um so he's like known for creating prank videos and public stunt style videos he recently opened his own version of starbucks he opened a mcdonald's drive-through in his own house well outside his house so yeah like i don't i don't have any strong opinions on it but i just do find it a bit a bit excessive that he's he's running like i just don't i don't i don't find it funny and i don't find yeah. it entertaining so i don't get I the think- point I think when the jokes that obvious from the beginning that you know it's going to end up being a video like haha I ran for mayor of London it's yeah. like well, I already knew that so what why so where's the got you in here like where's yeah. the where's the punchline because there's none I do think it's a great reflection of how ridiculous our politics are currently mm, yeah I mean it's just I, like the only thought that I could have was this is so ridiculous but also I often feel like our politicians in general are quite ridiculous so why not have some entertaining you know youtuber run um for mayor like why not and I think it's a great way of proving how powerful social media is and how if like politicians and MPs really want to connect with like that Gen Z population they're gonna have to start utilizing it properly in order to get the votes because otherwise Mm -hmm. these young people like very young who really don't connect with politicians, the current politicians in any way. They're just going to be like, well, effort. I'm just going to vote for this guy that I'm seeing every day who talks to me like a normal person and is funny. And like, why not? I don't know. It doesn't sit with me well also in the sense that, like, and I love Nico. It's just like this whole kind of like, not clout chasing, but this need for more numbers and views um, to the extent that he literally camped outside of, BBC studios just for an interview so he could obviously get on national news and then create more exposure for himself I just I don't know and then he's desperate of, he's desperate yeah, it's then just he all a bit lame because he's his content is amazing like there's no need for him to do this video he's someone that gets like five million views in a video like within a week sometimes five million views on one video just isn't enough like where where does it end Jen where does it end that's true there's (laughs) there's always some sort of target I guess but do you think he'll win no well not win but do you think like if if all five million of those people did happen to be over the age of 18 and did all happen to go out and vote like I don't know how many people in London I'm assuming that five million wins I, I don't know anything about numbers but like, I feel like you've been with a good chance at least. Exactly, that's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Like the other YouTuber, Max Fosh, I don't really know too much about him. And I, I think his following is like a lot less than Nico's. But 
I can literally see Nico's like stands, also known as the Nico Defense League. I would know. Um, I, can, I wanted to buy a hoodie, but it was too expensive. Um, I can see them. I can literally see them rallying up to like vote just for the joke of it. Like I've seen them appear on like random videos just because he's told them to, and they've literally dominated the comment section. So I'm a bit like, hmm. I wonder like how far he'll actually get in the race. Yeah, I don't think he'll be, and I honestly don't know the entire process that you have to go through to be an elected mayor. Apparently you just pay £500. <laughs> that's what okay, I, so, you know. That's what I read somewhere. I don't know if that's true. Why do you have to pay to like apply or run? I don't know. I saw someone tweet that, but honestly, don't quote me. <laughs> so you don't need any qualifications, basically. It is bit, it's just a popularity contest. So not even yeah. that. It's just basically, mm. who do we think is the least terrible person? Let's go for that. Yeah, because mm. Nico doesn't have, he doesn't have any qualifications other than YouTube. He didn't go to uni. Well, you know, uni is not everything. But That's I mean, true. if Lawrence Fox is running, then... <laughs> We need all the opposition we can get. What does that tell you? (laughs) Exactly. I would rather these immature YouTubers were in charge of, you know, the Met Police and London in general than Lawrence Fox, who I don't like. Don't care if he knows. Putting that out there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lawrence Fox, if you're listening, Lucinda Diamond doesn't like you. (laughs) Nope, you've got an enemy here. Talking of enemies. Oh god. Moving on to the biggest enemy of the world, James Charles. Oh. So this week, or last week even, sorry, James Charles finally released his apology, which wasn't really an apology, it was a confession about sending sexts to underage guys. And his explanation is that he did it because he's desperate, which I'm not sure whether that was meant to make us feel sorry for him or like understand, like, yeah, we've been there. We also decided to turn to 16-year-old boys, apparently. But he is just the latest in a long line of YouTubers who has gone through these massive scandals like Jeffree Star and um, Laura Lee. And they've pretty much all come out of it, not entirely unscathed, but they still have massive platforms. And I mean, James, not James Charles, Jeffree Star was the 10th highest earning YouTuber last year. And that was <gasps> off the back. It's crazy, isn't it? Off oh the back God. of being uh. a racist. I'm pretty sure he was accused of sexual assault, but check that because maybe we shouldn't put that in if he wasn't (laughs) but but he's been accused of everything and somehow they still managed to come out of it with not necessarily as many subscribers but still several million James Charles is still on 25 million and they're completely fine and that will always be the way it is with beauty youtubers because they've built a community which the more scandal the better really oh I don't even know where to get started on this one because I didn't know that, oh, Jeffree Star just irritates me so much. He's so gross. He's disgusting. I'm not even sure he's human. I don't think he's human. I don't think he's human either. When Trisha Paytas, who obviously in herself very problematic, but in recent months with talking about the scandal, I have more respect for her now. She, when she said she was convinced that Jeffree Star sold his soul to the devil, (laughs) I, I kind of believe her. And she believes it because I don't think he's like, okay. Or like, I don't know who sat there watching him. Like who sees the notification come through that he's got a new video and sits down and watches it and orders his really shit makeup. And it was just like the way that everything came out that Tati was pretty much bullied by both Jeffrey and Shane Mm. to say all those things about James, though I'm not defending him. 
and yet he's like you know racking up millions of views daily like I, I just don't get it and then he's literally been racist on multiple occasions and he's literally attacked like other influencers like Jackie Ina. like I just I, I don't understand I don't understand the appeal Wait, who are we talking about? James Charles or Jeffree Star? Because I just want to say neither of them. Okay. (laughs) I mean, James Charles, oh, I got his name wrong. Sorry. James Charles is not even like, he's not even original in his content. Like there's nothing, I don't understand the appeal of his content, genuinely. He doesn't teach you anything and he doesn't entertain you. So I don't get what they're getting out of it. Like I always think, did you see that video where he was doing the eyeshadow with um, Zendaya and Zendaya is Mm. doing like a thousand times better than him. And he's like, obviously getting annoyed throughout it and he later deleted the video because he was obviously wow. like i'm the wow. makeup guru here but I, I don't get what you gain from watching his videos i only watched it literally just to watch that admission video yeah and that was I the mean- first time i watched the video in um times two or was it times <laughs> like i sped it up because he was talking so slow like it was ridiculous i mean does desperate really hold up in a court of law is that a legal defense against admitting basically sexual harassment against two children the I don't thing know. is though is that most of his audience is children and I think for children that's enough of an explanation that would be like oh he explained why so let, let's move on yeah and it's just like snapchat out of all places like snapchat and tiktok out of all places and then did you see that whole thing where he kind of contradicted himself and he was like I like to date people who are uh, even my age or older and then someone released like a thing there's he- footage yeah of him saying yeah. basically he's like I'm a really mature person and I'm attracted it was something like don't quote me on this but he was like I'm a, a mature person and he likes the personalities of mature people but in terms of who he finds attractive he's like I'm attracted to very young people yeah so he it's said, like, like the youngest the better yeah that was it so gross it's creepy and the thing is is that i firmly believe because at the moment yeah the majority of his audience is children but those children are going to grow up and they're going to realize that actually he is not okay like when i was younger i was the person watching shane dawson and now that i've kind of grown up and you have that kind of i know don't judge me i was a child no not not judging you just him in general like i watched this documentary by d'angelo wallace who i love by the way um and actually you guys would actually love it like it's a deep dive on shane dawson and there are things that i didn't know that he did that i won't mention in this podcast but it's just it's just disgusting like it it, like i actually got nightmares from watching that because it really really made me feel comfortable oh my god he's a terrible person but as a child you don't realize that because you're not mature enough to fully comprehend the consequences of these people's actions and then you grow up and you realize oh shit that's terrible yeah you're sort of starstruck this will happen i think for james charles's audience because obviously he's a little bit later than like shane dawson who's like kind of very og youtube but Mm -hmm. they're gonna grow up james charles if you're listening they're gonna realize Talk to these people as though they're actually listening to them. Sending shots, just like left, <laughs> left right, and right center. <laughs> Don't care, don't care. But they're going to grow up and they're going to eventually realize and see you for who you are. And, you know, if I was him, if, in terms of like being smart about it, you'd be working on making sure that you're just getting in the next generation of children because that's all your audience will ever be. People will age out, but then people will age in and there'll be a whole new generation who yeah. will kind of forget about everything he did. And the beauty community will just carry on because like it's popular because it's toxic. 
but then it's, it's also so toxic, toxic because it's so popular and it's just kind of like an endless cycle of toxicity and terribleness and well you know there is also the hope that he might just straight up go to prison there is that that would end he can't him. vlog from prison <laughs> can't vlog from prison james <laughs> It's just all sort of frustrating because then you have people in the beauty community like Jackie Ina, for example, who work so hard, who've been on, on YouTube for about 10, 11 years, and they're actually making an impact. They're actually influencing the beauty industry, like by using her platform to call out, you know, diversity and the lack of range and foundation shades. Like she even worked with like Too Faced to actually help them develop and kind of like extend and expand their foundation range. And then you just have people like James Charles and Jeffree Star who literally do nothing but make really rubbish, trash content and makeup palettes. Like, I just, I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't get it either. The whole of Jeffree Sticked is basically being a mean girl and all his videos are is just trashing other people's products and then being like, you know what products you should buy? My own. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. My own trash. <laughs> My own trash. And you can believe Chloe. She's our food and beauty editor. Fashion well, and beauty. Fashion and beauty. <laughs> yeah, fashion and beauty. <laughs> I need to edit that bit out. I love that. <laughs> but, Lucinda just gave me her job. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, half of it. but with a spin, she said, you can keep yeah. the beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on then to round off the episode. So every week we're going to share an influencer or content creator who has influenced us this week. So my influencer this week is Sophia Tuxford, who I basically have subconsciously been trying to merge my wardrobe into hers. And I only realized it not long ago. And I need to stop because it's becoming a bit creepy. So what about you, Lucinda? Is yours less creepy? Um, it is actually. It's quite wholesome as well. So the person who's influenced, well, people who've influenced me this week is Jim and Jordan from My Cornish Adventure. So obviously I'm back home in Cornwall at the moment and their latest YouTube video was basically this really cute vlog of them like exploring hidden coves near them with their dogs and it really influenced me to explore new coves and now I've made like a whole list of like places I want to go before I come back to London. Um, really and cute. it's also influenced me to, you know, get a dog, build a house with the love of my life. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so, so cute. cute. It's really sweet. It's unachievable, but it's sweet. <laughs> Dream big, Lucinda. Exactly. Yeah. Don't limit yourself. The sky's the limit. Come on. <laughs> yep. I'll try. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, Jennifer, what about yeah. you? So, mine is I actually mentioned him earlier, D'Angelo Wallace. I just love him. He is a commentator on YouTube, I'd say, but his style is more like investigative commentary. His videos are like over an hour. And it's just like deep dive commentary on like his most recent one was just like influencers who have basically just disregarded COVID-19 and have like traveled and like had house parties and stuff like that. And the research that goes into his videos are just amazing. So yeah, I just, I just love him. I think he's great. And his Shane Dawson documentary, life changing. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch yeah. that. I'm literally going to watch that. Like he has, a, it's a whole three-part series called Dramageddon and it includes Shane, Jeffrey and Tati. And he actually released a statement saying that he's going to delete them in June because he, because in it he's partly not defending James Charles, but kind of like the way he's framed it, it sounds like, oh, James Charles is like, you know, innocent because they were bullying him at the time. Um, but obviously now his actions obviously like counter that so but yeah he's great amazing I can't, wait. I can't wait to watch that 
Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more news, thoughts, and insights from the influencer space. But until then, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us for more on Instagram at underscore easily influenced and at Cork Studio. See you soon. Bye.